Every day, I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby, and Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean, just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. I just had a fabulous listener email me and she said, Sarah, does Nutrafol work for men too? You better believe it. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement for men and women with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Hello, me included. Nutrafol changed my life post-baby and postpartum hair. Amazing. Also, a lot of women going through menopause say that Nutrafol works for them as well. And like I mentioned, it works for the fellas. Take the first step right now to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering my TSFS listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hair care stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code TSFS. Tomorrow, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben. Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. All right, welcome back. It's post-Thanksgiving. I don't even want to do this podcast. I don't. I don't. I just don't. Because I found out that I'm not ovulated. And I'm depressed. Okay. (laughs) And I don't know. I laugh because I laugh at shit that goes wrong in life. Because if you don't laugh, you cry all the time. And I swear to you guys, I have shed so many tears in my life. I have been on this planet 40 years. And I would say 39 of them I spent... 300 days of the year crying. I can't do it anymore. I do every manifestation possible because I, like, I am like Stepford Wife. I wake up in the morning, I look in the mirror, and I go, today is the greatest day of your life. Anything is possible. You're the best. You're a great mom. Nobody hates you. And you're funny as fuck. Okay. And then I usually tell myself affirmations like, and today's the day you're going to be famous. Y'all are getting tired of hearing this. I mean, uh, I don't care. You know, if I have to be 55 and my claim to fame is that my beef curtains are so low that they are like, you know, must-see freak show on OnlyFans, then so be it, okay? 
let's get back to the news. All right. I have a lot to, to break down on um, today's podcast episode. First of all, a recap of my Thanksgiving. Um, I need you all to tattoo on my forehead that traveling with a 19-month-old is awful. I, I <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um, so I'll update you on my Thanksgiving plans. I'm not ovulating. I'll tell you all about that. And I need your advice because I, I think I know the status of where this, what's happening. OMG White Lotus. Um, if you're not watching on HBO, oh, so great. I am a Mount Holyoke alum. Okay, I went to Mount Holyoke College, an all-women's college in Western Massachusetts. Um, I have over, I'll tell you a whole story. But anyway, there is a woman now in New York City that says that she had to hire a $300 an hour deprogrammer because basically the college brainwashed her against men, specifically white men, and to like hate the patriarchy and she's a victim. What? I need to get her on my show ASAP. I'll tell you about that. And then the worst, oh, but we'll talk Balenciaga drama. I was actually getting ready. Like I wasn't really getting ready, but I was jealous on TikTok because I'm on TikTok all the time. And all of the TikTokers have Balenciaga sweatshirts on that are like $1,000 for just an old rickety old rackety white sweatshirt with Balenciaga. Guess I saved myself $1,000 because I'm not buying a Balenciaga sweatshirt. And I'll tell you about, you know, I'm sure you've all heard about the BDSM drama and the, like this very bizarre um, campaign picture where they were using kids. I just, there's just a fail on so many levels here. But anyhow, we'll talk about that. And then spare yourself. A lot of people have been talking about the documentary, Pepsi, Where's My Jet on Netflix. I'm the worst. I'll uh, spoiler and I'll fucking save your time. Okay. Okay. Uh, so before we get into all that, just some, some housekeeping for you guys. Um, currently on Mondays, I've been doing an ongoing podcast series with Natasha Alisa. You know, her most famously as Kane's ex-wife from the radio. If you're like, I still don't know who Natasha is. For years, I was on a popular radio show called The Kane Show on Hot 99.5 in Washington, D.C. It was like, it was phenomenal. It was probably like the one of the biggest, um, like, you know, radio shows, probably the last serious big radio show. Maybe the Bobby Bones show had this momentum. If you listen to Bobby Bones, who's like nationwide syndicated. Um, <clears throat> anyway, it was a... Top 40 radio morning show, and it became huge. It had, you know, 5 million listeners, 10 million listeners every single week across the country. It was it was just really big. And Kane sadly passed away almost two years ago, believe it or not, which is nuts. And his ex-wife, who has never told, told her story before, in like the end of September, came on my show. We did a three-part series. It was so big. We continued. So now every week, we sort of take a theme of our lives and – and basically, lots of times, things that stemmed from Kane, who sadly was, you know, an untreated addict, narcissist, um, sociopath, like had all these mental health things that had gone untreated for years. And we talk about it. So yesterday's podcast episode, of course, around pregnancy was our miscarriage stories. Natasha, for the first time, is revealing her miscarriage story. And, you know... Like we recorded that a couple days later, I go to the OBGYN and I get this news that I'm not ovulating, which I'll tell you about. Um, so heads up for that on Mondays. On Tuesdays, I always do a personal story or a personal show, like keeping you updated. I've always been an oversharer and I continue to be one. <laughs> so 
here we are. Wednesdays is TLC Talk. I have some of the biggest stars from TLC shows like 90 Day Fiance, Sister Wives, and more on my program. Or I break down the latest shows because I'm obsessed. And then Thursdays and Fridays, I do Bravo recaps with popular podcaster David Yontif. Saturday and Sunday are kind of free-for-alls. I'll do interviews um, or kind of shorter clips of some of my highest-rated shows. So there you go. Thank you for subscribing to the Sarah Fraser Show podcast. Everywhere pods are played. Okay, so I'm not ovulating. What's the story? I need your help. Um, I think it's related to my gut. Uh, my gut health, um, literally your stomach health. And you guys can tell me I'm insane or you can um, give me your tips and tricks. So I, you know, Schman and I have been trying to have a baby, a second baby for like three months and nothing is happening. Prior to that, both times, and you all know my miscarriage story by now, like I had a molar pregnancy in 2019. Both times I got pregnant the very first time with the molar pregnancy that did not work out and then with KJ. So I'm anticipating I'm going to be pregnant right off the bat. Absolutely nada has been taken place. Okay. You guys have sent me excuse me, sex lubes that I'm supposed to be using, Mucinex. I love entertaining all these things. Um, I went to a holistic doctor like a year and a half ago to get prepped, like, you know, to get all my vitamins up. And I did this panel of, you know, a deep blood dive and I was vitamin B deficient and this and that. Okay. Took a bunch of vitamins. Now I'm regretting that thinking, is that the reason that I'm having a hard time getting pregnant and my stomach is a mess? Probably not. But, you know, I, I you like to blame everything, you know? I mean, let's go down the list. So nothing was happening. And I, here's the thing. I'm an advocate for my health. I don't wait. A lot of times the OBGYN says, and I've read this, women who are 40, um, 60% of them will get pregnant naturally, like within a year, right? It Emily Oster, read her books. They're amazing. She does like amazing science and research based on numbers. Okay. Like within a year. But I don't really feel like I have a year. Like I'm like, now is the time, you know? KJ's going to be two in April. I'm still working from home. Like I have this great flexibility, this great schedule. I want to do it now because I think when some of my projects pop off here in LA, I'm not going to be able to be home. Like I'm going to have to go back to a studio and that's all awesome. But harder if you're pregnant. So I have this great OBGYN here and he's like, let's just run a series of tests. So we did like, you know, your AMH levels and um, an ultrasound to look at my fallopian tubes and my uterine lining and all that looked great. And then they wanted to do one to see if I was ovulating. Like they could pinpoint when the egg was going to drop basically. So this was going to be the month I could get pregnant. Well, I go in, I'm not ovulating. How do they know this? They look on the ultrasound. They can see your follicles that hold the eggs that once they get to like two centimeters or something, they basically like release an egg, right? Mine were growing super slow. So, okay, how do I feel like there's next stage, next steps, which I was processing while we were going away to Thanksgiving is I'm going to go to a fertility doctor this week. Um, all right. Nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm fine with going to a fertility doctor. Um, but I've also been having tons of stomach issues. Like I feel like I'm probably gluten intolerant. And you guys, please, the Sarah Fraser Show at gmail.com is the email. At the Sarah Fraser Show, DM me on Instagram. And sometimes DM me twice. Like, I don't know. Sometimes DM me twice. Or like, 
DM me and then go on my page and go, hey, I DM'd you about your food shit. Um, I got I to gotta get a central place where we can talk about topics. I guess maybe I'll launch a Facebook group. But anyway, um, so I've had probably for the past seven, eight months, because I had a diverticulitis attack in July, I've had so many stomach issues. Like a stomach ache that will last like 12 hours. I feel nauseous. For a while, I would have it. And then I like if at night when I went to bed, it would get a little worse, but I would go to sleep and it would kind of stop. Now it's like not stopping. It aches all night. I feel nauseous. In the past month and a half, twice I've gotten up in the middle of the night thrown up. Like that's obviously not normal. I'm going back to the gastro. So, um, you know, I, I've had like tons of pooping issues. I think you guys have known <laughs> Like you're listening to this now, like, uh, uh, like, do I need to know everything about this bitch? So I've I've taken like citrus cell, like soluble fiber because I was going to the bathroom too much. Um, anyhow, stomach aches, acid reflux, burping. Um, I don't feel that rested actually after a full night's sleep, and I sleep like eight or nine hours. Like I should be chomping at the bit to get up. Sometimes it's like a it's a slow start, slow groggy start. So I how did I put the two and two together? How did the correlation of gut health and ovulation? I I don't even know how did I find that. Anyway, something popped up, and I started reading, and I'm like, oh my god! And a lot of people say like, if your gut is messed up, you can't ovulate because your pituitary glands like are not firing to your ovaries. So are you? A fertility nutritionist. <laughs> what I'm getting at is, who do you know that can help me? Like, uh, is there somebody, did you have gut health? It resolved. And of course I go on TikTok now because TikTok is where you find everything. And people are, are like, you know, there's nutritionists on there. There's people that are like, I resolved my gut health and then I got pregnant. Regardless, I need to resolve what's going on with my gut because it's not normal that it's gotten to this stage. Um, so it could only help have a healthy pregnancy if, in fact, I still need to, you know, see the fertility doctor or what they suggest. Um, so, yeah. Um, how's your week going? <laughs> I would love suggestions. You guys have given me great suggestions. I, I've, I've bought the sex lube, all this stuff, but now it looks like it's we know the problem, right? So the lube ain't going to help till we have an egg, a healthy egg. I'm just trying to get pregnant one more time. I want one more healthy pregnancy. And then after that, I'm going to adopt, I think, because um, I do sort of feel like I want three children. But anyway, um, so I would love your opinions and thoughts and I'll keep you posted. I'm kind of thinking about doing this TikTok journey of the fertility doctor of, of you know, road to baby number two. Tell me if you'd be interested in hearing that. Um, Thanksgiving, we were away for the Thanksgiving holiday. We decided to stay West Coast and went up to San Francisco. So much fun. I visited two good friends of mine, a college friend and my bestie from high school whose sister lives there. It was great, except for Schman got sick. I'm still um, recovering from being sick. Uh, KJ, thankfully his ear infections have healed. So we're over that, but they, and then of course my girlfriend, you know, she has a son that's six months older than KJ. It was just like every child was having a meltdown. Um, 
And I still in my mind have this vision that I'm going to, like I have this very active, beautiful son that I'm going to be able to sit down and have a one-on-one conversation with my friends and have a glass of wine. And it like, it like doesn't exist. It, it, it doesn't, there, unless you have a full babysitter, there's no, there's no, I was like, why did we drive all this way? I wanted to draw, and of course it was worth every second. I got to, I got to catch up with an old college friend and her, and her kids and her wife. And it was so amazing. And, you know, my bestie Tia from high school. So it was worth it. But it's just, you, you sit down for 10 minutes and then your child is, I don't know, trying to get into a fish tank. Like, I mean, you know, ah, there's no relaxing, you know, there's no relaxing. And then here's my other question to you, because Schman and I are kind of arguing over this. We stayed at an Airbnb that was mm, 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 subpar, okay? That's what it was, all right? It was a three and a half star out of five, okay? And here's why. Uh, the tub was somewhat dirty, the corners of it. Um, the tub stopper, because I you know, obviously had to bathe KJ, was filled with mold on the inside. Uh, some of the cups that were put back in the cabinet, you know, where the cups and the dishes were, were dirty. Um, then the heater, okay, it was a gas heater. Okay, fine. Um, turned it on. We, you know, kind of closed KJ's door, right? Thinking, okay, it's just going to be normal heat. The fire alarm goes off, all right? Freaking out, open the door. It is so hot in there, okay? We end up messaging. The owners were like, oh my God, this could have been a fire. It got so crazy hot in here. This was bananas. Um, They send out a repair guy and the repair guy's like, oh, I think that cleaning put a plant near it and that tripped it. I'm like, oh my God effing God. So I want to give them basically three and a half stars. Like, and Schman's just like, no, you should think about it. Like, don't, you don't, you know, it's like, it was, it was only a four star to begin with. And we picked it and I'm like, and it's going to remain a solid four, you know, and it might trickle down or teeter on 3.9 or 3.88 at this point. I want to leave the review. And I would be very, look, people come on, Go read my podcast reviews. I get ones left and right. You're shit. I used to love you five years ago. Now I hate you. Do I give a rip? A little, clearly, because I'm obviously mentioning them. But, I mean, aside from the point, no. You're you're entitled to say what you want to say about this show. I put a show out to the public. I'm sorry. You're listing your Airbnb and you have a mildewed fucking tub stopper. That's a 3.88. Okay. Anyway, let me know. Um, <laughs> I mean, do you tell the truth on your Airbnb, uh, you know, reviews? I wouldn't trash the guy, but I would just say, look, here's, you know, this is a four for a reason. Maybe that's a little harsh, but I would just say I would still stay here, but some constructive criticism, the dishes, the mildewy, uh, not so clean bathroom. Oh, and P.S., make sure the plant's not near the uh, the heater because you could trip something off and start a fire. Huh. Thank you. Let me know your thoughts when you slide into my DMs about that, too. 
I call him the Nozempic Ben on Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment, plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. How about getting up to five hours of your life back when you sign up for Hungry Root meal prep and delivery service? I'm obsessed. I've tried a lot of meal prep boxes. This is one of my favorites. In fact, I actually emailed the client to see if I can get like a year's supply. (laughs) They're like, Sarah, use your own damn code. Anyway, right now, I want you to go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS because you are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. The average Hungry Root customer saves five hours a week. That was us. On top of that, um, you can pick from vegetarian, keto, meat, anything that you like. Right now, Hungry Root is offering TSFS listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. As I mentioned, just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS to get 40% off your first delivery and get those free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Also, don't forget to use my link so Hungry Root knows who sent you. Yeah. Quick break to blow my nose. Ugh. Okay. Who's watching White Lotus? Isn't it so good? Oh, White Lotus on HBO. Maybe it's even HBO Max, although I think they now are like the same thing again. So good. Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, it's, I was really worried that season two was going to be lackluster. It's phenomenal. Um, If you watched this past Sunday, huge twist at the end. Huge twist. I'm not going to spoil it because it's really, really good. And, you know, White Lotus the first time was all about, it was, it's, it's, he, um, oh my gosh, who is the director? He's so fantastic. He's great at taking like social norms or um, societal structural things and kind of taking a deeper look at them. So, Episode, the, the first part of White Lotus, right, the first one, was really looking at kind of this elite, white, um, very wealthy upper echelon um, people, you know, kind of uh, tourists or elitists that go to this um, White Lotus resort in Maui where a lot of natives work and it's kind of like the natives that are, you know, things that are happening in their lives and their hopes and dreams – juxtaposed with these wealthy white people and their kids and how their kids are kind of fighting the class, you know, society, but then they're also becoming their parents at the same time. It's it's really good. It's really good. Then this season is all about relation, like sexual relationships, all about sex addiction and marriages and the, like what 
makes marriages tick behind the scenes and, and, you know, we make all these assumptions about relationships, but they're really not true. And then we judge other people, but really what's happening in our own lives. It's so good. Oh, season two to me now is better than season one. I am watching White Lotus, Yellowstone, uh, Salt Lake City, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Real Housewives of Potomac, Happily Ever After, 90 Day Fiance, Single Life, Sister I got a full plate. And you know what? Some nights I actually go, "Mm, there's nothing to watch. I just rambled off 10 damn TV shows to you. Do you think I have a plenty to watch? I think I do. I don't need any extra help. Um, Let's talk pop culture. Ooh. I went to Mount Holyoke College, all women's college in Western Massachusetts. Um, You know, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I have never once showed any money my resume and gotten a job, not once. And Mount Holyoke was a pricey, spicy meatball, all right? It was... Uh, now it's $60,000 a year. At the time when I went, I think it was 40, which was like, you know, insane, right? And you know, it gave me an amazing education, amazing education. And it exposed me to so many different women of all different backgrounds, all different colors, all different religions. It, you know, it was great that way. But was it boring? Yes. I always wanted to be a radio DJ or, you know, I wanted to be Oprah meets Howard Stern. Uh, you know, and the women that were there are very, they're brilliant. They're very smart. They want to be dentists and doctors and politicians and all this stuff. So I didn't really vibe. I was looking to party. Um, you know, I was looking to rock my little Burberry bag. And, you know, of course, I was very, I was like, you know, 75 pounds heavier. I was like 200 pounds and my mullet and the whole deal, right? So anyway. Uh, you know, I, I met wonderful friends that I'm still friends with, and it was worth everything. But I went abroad my junior year because I really couldn't take it. It was very, it just, I was kind of depressed there. It just didn't fit my personality while grateful. If that makes, I, and that's sort of the theme of my life. Like, um, you know, my time on the Kane show, I'm very grateful, but it was also toxic at the same time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I guess that's everybody, right? So I, you know, that was what it was for me. But this week, very interesting story has come out. Annabelle Rockwell uh, gave the New York Post an exclusive interview where she said that being enrolled at Mount Holyoke College, and by the way, she's an heiress to a pharmaceutical fortune. I got to have her on the show. She says that, and she was a competitive figure skater growing up, that she was excited to go to the all-women's college but totally indoctrinated into viewing the world as a toxic patriarchy and herself as an oppressed victim. She eventually had to go see a $300 an hour deprogrammer after a gender studies class that was uh, turned her life upside down. The professor tells her about the patriarchy. She said, I barely knew what the world meant. I didn't even know what they were talking about. Interesting. But the time she graduated from the school, which charges now $60,000 a year in tuition, uh, Rockwell said she'd been brainwashed into believing that she'd been a lifelong victim of the patriarchal oppression and had a duty to fight on behalf of other victims, women, people of color, and LGBTQ folks. I left school very anxious, very nervous, very depressed, she said. Oh, my God. I bet it's changed so much, though. I mean, I, I understand probably what she's saying to some degree. Uh, Rockwell said she's also developed a drinking problem at the college and turned on her mother. This was the thing she goes on to talk about how um, they had freshman initiation and they partied all the time. That school really changed. It didn't about face. When I went there, uh, the hottest thing that was happening is every night at 9 p.m. they would serve milk and cookies. Like, do they still do that or is it now vodka shots? Because what a turn of events. Honest to God. 
Every night was milk and cookies. I would go down there. I'd have a sex on the beach, the drink, because I wasn't having sex on any beach anywhere. And then I'd gorge myself with cookies and milk. No wonder I have stomach issues, you know? Um, anyway, I... This is crazy to me because I'm wondering if other people are now taking these deprogramming classes. Interesting. Interesting. Um, And now she says that she has a good relationship with her mom again. Um, And anyway, she says, um, Mount Holyoke. I mean, Mount Holyoke. I, you know, I, I got to say, it seems like it's changed a lot. When I was there, it really wasn't, um, but it was it was like 2004. So wasn't, uh, it, was, it was like a fun place. It really wasn't. I mean, yeah, it was definitely like women power, rah, rah. But they didn't really, eh, they didn't really hate men. I can't say. They, it, there wasn't like that. Wasn't that like a big agenda, you know? Um, they always said, like when I went to Mount Holyoke, they always said, oh, don't worry. Tons of guys come over here. Tons of guys from UMass and Amherst and they're here all the time. There, uh, 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 I mean, honest to God, it was like searching for uh, a black Panther in the Amazon. You know what I mean? They were hardly around. They had their own chicks at their own school. You think they were coming over to Mount Holyoke to see us? No. While we were gorging on milk and cookies? I don't think so. Anyway, upcoming guest. Maybe. We'll see if she'll come on. Um, Balenciaga, The Backlash. Have you seen this? They did a BDSM campaign. Very in poor, poor taste. They're now suing the advertising company, saying they had no idea, didn't approve it. Awful. They want nothing to do with it. Um, But it's coming out that they've got a history of very salacious and sexually exploitative campaigns to kids towards children including one with like a child sitting on a model uh, model's lap. And, um, it, you know, it is weird. It's very weird if you haven't seen this. And the pictures are of kids holding BDSM back. I mean, it is a little, look, there are some hot, dark takes about this, that this is Satanism in our eyes. I don't know. I don't fuck with any of that stuff. I'm not going down those rabbit holes. I believe in good and evil. I'm not going to look for the devil. It it does exist in some forms. Even if you're not religious, boy, you can work yourself up, okay? So I'm steering clear. Thank you. But it's a little, it's dark, these images. And then, you know, the little girl, there's like alcohol glasses in front of her, you know, like a flask. And the girl's all of eight. And, you know, Kim Kardashian's come out. She's their biggest spokesperson because everything you see with Kim, you know, is wearing Balenciaga and Chris. They're all like in Balenciaga. And a lot of people are furious that she has not cut ties altogether with Balenciaga. To me, this is like a fail on so many things. First of all, the photographer that took these these pictures, no thanks. I never need to work with you or be, no, you're weird. I mean, he even used some pornography, um, like writings strategically placed in the shoe. I mean, that's fucked up. Like, I know you got to do a lot now to get the attention of people in campaigns, but this is really like, it's weird, real weird. Like you're communicating with other pedophiles or something. It's very odd. Um, Now, should these, should the Bella Hadid's, the, uh, you know, Kim Kardashian's, should they be cutting ties? Look, I mean, if you guys remember, Calvin Klein, I mean, lots of brands over the years have used 
underage people in exploitative ways and have apologized. I mean, Brooke Shields and, and Calvin Klein, she was 15 in that ad that aired on national television saying nothing comes between me and my Calvins or whatever. You know, I mean, there was an ad with Kate Moss and Mark Wahlberg back in the day, and Kate Moss was like 17 topless. You know, I mean, it's, I'm not, I'm not justifying this at all, but I'm saying that it is like, I go back and forth, you know, should Kim cut ties immediately? If this was something racial they did, would she have stayed on board? Good point. A lot of people are making that. If it was something LGBTQ now, would she have stayed on board? Not sure. And, you know, people are saying she's, a billionaire. So she needs the money. Why? I mean, really, is money worth it over these kids? I don't know. I would certainly take a big pause. At the same time, I'm sure she probably has a great relationship with them. She's worked with them for so long. She probably loves them. There's probably a lot of good people that work there, like there are in a lot of companies. But they've dropped the ball on this. It's And I saved myself $1,000. I don't need to buy the Balenciaga sweatshirt. It's a little weird. It's a little weird for me. Um... But, you know, Kim came out with a statement. She absolutely, you know, of course, condemns everything that they're doing. Um, She thinks it was absolutely awful. Um, And, you know, so we'll see. Um, I don't know. You know, I mean, it's harder, I think, once you become a parent. Like, you do see how much, like, I think there's, like, lots of people that exploit children. Um, But... You know, I think, too, Kim puts her kids out there in a way like a lot of people wouldn't necessarily do it. So I'm not that surprised that she hasn't cut ties with them. All right. Netflix. Pepsi. Where's my jet? Um, Big talked about um, documentary. This was in the late 90s. I don't remember this. And there's good reason because this documentary is so good. Starts out so good. You are going to be intrigued. It is about a Pepsi campaign back in the day where they offered points. You, you know, you buy a Pepsi, you peel off the, the sticker on the bottle, and you get two points, right? And if you collect 500 points, you get a T-shirt. If you collect 600, you get a pair of sunglasses, blah, blah, blah. And then in the ad, at the end, they go 7 million points, you get a, you get a Harrier jet. And there was no disclaimer. So this one guy teams up with a friend of his. It was a big business, not a big, but a very savvy businessman down in Florida. And they buy the points turn the points in to get the Harrier jet. And Pepsi goes, ha ha, it was a joke. We're not going to give it to you. And then then ensues a lawsuit back and forth, back and forth. Spoiler alert if you don't want the details of what happens. I was like super taken by this. I had never heard of this. I'm like, of course that's false advertising. 100%. Like you got to produce a Harrier jet. It went all the way to the White House. Um, I believe that you know, President Clinton's administration had to comment that the Harrier jets were not declassified, so so regular um, people couldn't buy them. Then, in a twist of events, which I got to say, he actually comes off as like the smartest guy in this film, Michael Avenatti. Remember Stormy Daniels' um, attorney, who's now, he's in jail, I think, or just went to jail for um, attempting to blackmail Nike, had a genius strategy against Pepsi. Because Pepsi had a long history, especially overseas in Thailand, of, you know, of doing these awful um, contests and then not coming through with them, not like paying out. So he has this great campaign of basically like 
putting up ads near the Pepsi headquarters in New York, showing that they, all the mistreatment they've done of people abroad and in the United States when they haven't kept their word. I actually thought it was genius. Anyway, this kid that was trying to get the Harrier jet doesn't want to go with it. He wants to go with the guy who's his best friend who thinks that that's you know, almost blackmail, blah, blah, blah. The long and the fucking short is you go through four episodes. You think this is great. You're hanging on by a thread. They have the TV executives, the the um, lawyers for Pepsi. It's so good. And then come to find out he doesn't get the Harrier jet and nothing happens. He ends up like dropping the lawsuit because it goes on for like, you know, years. They actually had offered him money at one point of settlement. He turns it down because he wants the Harrier jet. It's so stupid. And then it like turns into like the friendship between these two guys. The 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 guy, the young kind of crazy guy that has all the ideas that wanted the Harrier jet and, and accumulated the 7 million points and the business guy who says, let's go up against Pepsi. And it's just, it's so dumb. They're like hunt, hunting like or climbing Mount Everest. Ugh. I was so fucking bored. You know, all of us have good friendships, blah, blah, blah. Do we need, uh, 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 why did you drop the lawsuit? You know, why didn't you go with Michael Avenatti's strategy? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> no. Uh, it was the worst ending. I hate bad endings. At least with White Lotus, we got a good sex twist. Ugh. Spare yourself. You know what? If you want to hate watch and be angry and yell at your television, Netflix, Pepsi, where's my jet? Ugh. They absolutely had a case. Even in the documentary, the advertising firm admits, and of course they were ruled out as witnesses because Pepsi had so much money and such powerful lawyers, but Avenatti's strategy was so so brilliant. Anyway, I, you know, if you need something to watch, there it is. Um, okay, as always, love you guys. Be sure to be following me on TikTok at the Sarah Fraser Show. Bye, everybody.